Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Happy Healthy Strong Podcast. I'm the solo host today because Lauren is gone in a thousand different places um, with a Lego barbell teaching people how to move and, and move well. So with me today is our special guest, Mr. Scott Ramage. What's up, Adam? I'm so excited and I am sad that Lauren's not here, but I'm excited just to, to jive with you. Lauren's really cool. I met her in Sweden of all places, of course, a Lego. Yes. So, you know, yes. whatever. Because where else would you go to meet Lauren outside of Sweden? <laughs> right. Just makes, makes things easier. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, Scott, so you're stuck with just me. I apologize. You know, there's so many better things that you could be doing with your Tuesday, but, but you're here right now. So if you could, if you don't mind, for the tens of people that listen to the show, do you want to tell people who you are, you know, and why you're such a big deal? First of all, I, this is my favorite way to spend time other than with my family podcasting is one of the most energizing things I do. So I, I just love talking to people and um, especially really cool people like you adding, we've known each other for a couple of years, maybe now yeah. so it's mm-hmm. been pretty cool, but yeah, my name is Scott Ramage. I am a, um, you have many hats, Scott. Yeah. So many hats. yeah. So you and I got to know each other through a, a gym business mm-hmm. that I was, uh, working for, selling for, uh, working the operations, the customer service for Level Method, which was an amazing experience. Yeah. And we, we just uh, had Nathan Holiday on uh, seven podcasts ago or so. There you go. Yeah. Uh, entertaining. Yeah. I'd worked very closely with Nathan for uh, almost three years. Nathan and his business partner, Sean, uh, amazing people. So that's how I met you, which has been mm-hmm really amazing. We've been, we pod, you've, I've had you on my podcast. So brotherhood of fatherhood. So mm-hmm. I have a group called the brotherhood of fatherhood, and that is basically a place for men to, it's a, it's a Facebook group. It's also a podcast, but it's basically just for a place for men to have conversations, pick each other's brains. It's a very positive focused leadership growth type focus group. So that's one thing. That's a, that's kind of a passion, passion project, if you will. And then I own a business, co-own a business called VAs for gyms which is a service that basically um, just gives gym owners a little bit of time back. So we, we have a large team of virtual assistants all over the world who uh, do a lot of uh, back office and um, editing work. And, and that grew from my own need for help because I, I learned all this product. You know, I'm going to jump right in here. I learned how to oh, be super oh. productive. I learned how to build my own operating system with the guidance and pushing of um, Nathan Holiday uh, from Level Method. And so he taught me this. I, I, t- I turned it into personal operating system. Um, it, I got that from, um, what is that? Tim Ferriss is what mm-hmm. he calls it. So developed this personal operating system. I was always a get things done guy, like just always go, 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 go. I've owned a CrossFit gym. I've owned a bicycle shop. I've had multiple um, online businesses. I've been an educator uh, for, I was an educator in public schools for 13 years in the middle school systems in Oregon, I've done a lot of things, but I've developed this personal operating system, but basically from somebody who was always go, 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 it just organized everything for me. And I was outworking my own like level of energy. <laughs> I was so efficient and I was just getting so much more, much done. I kept adding and adding and adding and adding and adding to my plate. And 
you know, you're putting fitness in there, you're putting my work in there, I'm putting the brotherhood of fatherhood in there, I'm putting the family in there, I'm doing all these things. And um, my head started to spin. It was just crazy. And so that's really where the VAs for gyms business grew is my need for help and to, okay, I have this personal personal operating system. Now I need to build out a system that supports all the things I want to do without stripping me from the things that I are near and dear mostly to my life, my life. My, my, my faith is huge. My wife is huge. We've been married for 25 years uh, this year. And then my two boys, five years, holy, yes, sir. gosh, yes. how old were you when you got married? 21. I'm 48. Oh, okay. That math doesn't work, but it's something like that. I no. know. <laughs> Actually, I think it does work, but I don't, I don't know how you're it works. You're young. Yeah. 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 You're mature. You're a mature 21. <laughs> There's something wrong with the math, but anyway, I've been married for 25 years and uh, I know that to be true. And so I've been married 25 years. My, both of my boys are middle schoolers. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. And now I have this, uh, this business VAs for gyms, which we service a lot more in gyms, but it's, it's been a phenomenal ride. So I'm no longer with level method just for the, the need to build out this business. I've had a brand new podcast launching in September called stories that sell, which is um, looking really promising. And it's, it's been a ton of fun. So I'm podcasting like all day long, which is, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. You basically are Joe Rogan. It's <laughs> I have not gotten that deal yet. So <laughs> oh, the money, the money might just must be coming. It must yeah, be coming. Yeah, yeah. not into the three and a half hour recording sessions oh, either yet. Holy cow. I need like five, five bathroom breaks because I drink a lot of water. I don't know how they do it. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah. Well, well, Scott, so some of the, again, the thing I find so neat with you, I think we share so many similarities with, you know, we have two boys. Um, my background was, was public education for 14 years, uh, teaching middle school, which everybody looks at you funny when you say that you taught middle school or teach middle school. Um, you're like, oh my gosh, how could you? I don't know. 12 year olds were my people. They're, just, oh, they're weird. I, Adam, let's stop. We're both weird. That's yeah. why we teach middle school, right? I, I guess okay. that's it. Yeah. At least when a 12 year old acts like a six year old, you can be like, oh, okay, well, you're in middle school. When a high school kid does it, you're like, what's your excuse? You know? Right. So I just, so, anyway. so Scott, you have all these plates spinning. You, you do a lot. So, so many of our listeners fall in this trap of, of, you know, trying to, you, you know, trying to do it all, trying to spin all the plates, you know, whether it's the family plate and then the work plate. And then the, I, I've helped this friend do something plate. And again, do, 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 do. And, Typically, they, they drop the plate that has to do with their own health and fitness and, you know, mental health and, you know, fun. And, you know, they, they, they lose it on, on their side. They're, they're, they're taking care of everybody else, um, but they don't take care of them, themselves. Um, I've heard, you know, we've talked quite a bit, you know, about the, the things that you do and the, the brotherhood, and fatherhood, uh, brotherhood of Fatherhood Facebook forum um, and, and what you guys do in there and just ideas and, and whatnot. What? What do you, what do you, what do you tell guys to do? Or I say guys, but work mostly with guys, but I guess people in general um, about taking care of themselves or what, what are the little tricks of the trade or what do you do or et cetera, et cetera. You go. All right. We just filled up the rest of the time because I have a very long answer here. <laughs> I'll just sit so, back now. Yeah. First, first of all, it, it literally is understanding your value ladder. And so uh, this is incredibly important because so many people operate out of order. So they'll, they're like fitness. I want to get healthy. I want to get healthy, but they always just keep dropping it lower and lower in their stack of importance. And so the way, what I started with when things really started to change now, I've, I've, like I said, I've been a CrossFit gym owner. I've 
I've done, been in fitness for a long time. My priorities got really out of sync when I kind of started working in the corporate world about six years ago. And when I finished that, when I quit that and got on with Level Method, I, I started to kind of do this uh, next level self-awareness uh, learning of how I could get things back in balance. And it really came down to one, balance is, infall is fallible. And two, um, I had to come up with my priority ladder. And my priority ladder is like, what are my values in what order? So when I told you earlier, like faith is first, I, I absolutely 100% mean it. Like, and so I've, I've, I've done a lot of things. I've, I've done a lot of things to really solidify that value ladder for me. So for me, I sat down and I really looked into my life and what matters, what needs to matter more than other things. And so that's why I don't say faith family. I say faith, my wife, then my kids, and then comes finances and, and fitness and my own health finances and fitness are kind of like on the same level. Like they're, it's like a wide ladder down there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, those things are non-negotiable in my life every single day. And so once I nailed down, like these things are so incredibly important to me that they, they will not, I will not get them out of order. I then, um, just kind of backpedaled or, or did a reverse design every single day. I start with my devotion. Actually, I, I read my, or my value ladder out loud to myself. So it's all starts with like habits. And I talk a lot about habit stacking. And if you haven't read atomic habits, any member of yours or any listener of yours absolutely must, because we try to do all these things at once. Like you listen to a podcast and you hear eight ideas and you're like, I'm going to start those tomorrow and you're going to fail always. And so a lot of times when people join a gym, they get super excited, but they haven't put the structures in place to really succeed. Like you're talking about where, mm -hmm. where they're trying to balance their life, but what they really need is harmony. They really need to, to evaluate what things need to go first and how that looks. And so once I did that, um, I started to do this, this uh, habit stacking. So I started with just reading the order of things that, ha that how I believe them with, you know, statements, very clear statements of, you know, God is first, I will serve him. Then it's um, my, my wife, Kim is second only to God. I will serve her above all else. So I, I do this every single day. I know this is crazy. I'm sharing a lot with you. If you don't have a faith, that's that's like, okay, the next thing in line. Mm -hmm. So I did that. Um, what I realized though, is that if I did not put fitness above my finances or my work, I will always put fit, fitness later. Mm -hmm. And so I almost had to kind of reestablish and put fitness up. So first thing I did was um, just started doing these non-negotiables. So let me kind of walk through my day right now. I wake up, I do my, my, my value list, my, my statements. I do a devotional. I do a 45 minute gym workout. I then go no, to the gym, work out at home. What's the plan? So I, I have an amazing gym right there <laughs> um, because I, I used to own a gym. And when, when I moved, when I sold it, I took what I wanted and brought it here. So I have an incredible home gym, but Really, I think people going to a gym is the most powerful thing you can do because most people don't have uh, the knowledge and the resources to really get an effective workout at home. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do I do that. Um, and then I go on a 45-minute walk. And that 45-minute walk is at a pretty good pace. It's with my dog. The first 15 minutes are gratitude. I do nothing but am gra grateful. I 
verbally out loud say all the things I'm grateful for. And I used to, it was hard to start with three minutes. I mean, that was like torture. And then I got to five and now I'm at 15 and I almost have to shut myself down. Um, and in that, and <laughs> then I learn something when I'm on my walk. So it's usually a book. And then, um, and then I have the ability to step into work, Facebook, whatever else is coming. next. So nothing, I don't step into work. I don't step into social media. I don't step into emails. I don't step into anything until I've done the non-negotiables in my life, my, my, uh, my day working out, kissing my wife, talking to her, doing my devotional, my Bible reading, and seeing my sons out the door, then I can do everything else. So for me, it was priorities is first. Boom. I had, I had to get my priorities in place. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So Scott, that's basically the dead opposite of people who wake up too late, hit the snooze multiple times, um, you know, grab a half a shower and a half a Pop-Tart on their way out the door, you know, <laughs> as they grab their diet Coke and, you know, you know, double fist it going down the expressway faster than they should. Cause they don't want to be late for work. Um, then, I mean, you can just see how you, you start the day differently. Now you, you have the flexibility within your, your, your schedule and whatnot. Yeah. I'm assuming you're an early riser. Yes, I am. So here's what I, I've said this. I don't know if anybody else is going to, I'm sure it has, but I say you either command your day or you didn't, your day commands you. So I'll leave you credit for that. That sounds like you. Yeah. yeah. So no matter where I'm at, I will do the things that I do. So I went on a business trip a couple months ago and I, I will get up at five, four, whatever it takes to make sure I've done those. And I remember getting a text at seven from my business partner. He's like, Hey, I know you go for a walk every morning. You want to go for a walk? I'm like, yeah, let's go. So he meets me at the door and he's like, huh, you look kind of hot. I'm like, yeah, I've already done my entire routine. <laughs> it's at 7am. Right. So th- here's, here's the key start with one thing. I just started with a walk. Well, I, I was always working out, but I needed to build it into that, yeah. that system. So I just started with walk. That 45 minute walk became a non-negotiable. Once that 45 minute walk was like, if I don't do it, my day is not right. In, in other words, it's such a habit that it's hard to miss it. Mm-hmm. And so once I got to that, then I added the gratitude section. Once that became Con, uh, like practice. Then I added the next layer Re- reading a book or listening to a book or a podcast during a walk was a no brainer. I love doing that all the time, Yeah. but here's how, how it gets. This is a two and a half year process to where I am today. So people like, can you have a ton of success having a, a routine like this? Absolutely. Will you get a lot of results? Absolutely. Can you do it in one week and get it all implemented? Absolutely not. You have to slow down to speed up. There is just no quick trick here. So I kept stacking. Once I, once I really solidified something, then I would stack the next thing, get it to solid, stack the next thing. I never cheated on that. It was always like, this is first, then I'll do this. And this was a real pivoting point. About two and a half years ago, I was listening to a podcast. It's called The Leadership Podcast with Greg Cushell or something like that. Is listening to it. And he talked about atomic habits, which I had read. He said, look, I don't do new year's resolutions. I change one habit. I add one habit a year. And that's where it kind of clicked for me. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything until I'm done with this one thing. And I started the year off that way. And, um, I got good at solidifying habits and, and then, uh, now it's literally my breakfast is a, a non-negotiable habit. Like, like if I don't do it in that order, which is, it's very nutritious, it's very well-rounded, it's, you know, it's dialed in. So if I started a job tomorrow where I had to be at work at 6 a.m., 
I will just back the time up and do what I have to do. Those are non-negotiables and my day is not right. It just literally does not function right if I don't do it. So it's, it's a long, long, long process, but like for somebody coming to the gym, you know, if you've read that book, it talks about like, maybe the first step is just driving and walking in and greeting everybody <laughs> doing a couple pull up, like scaps or trying to fix something that you wanted to work on and then going home because you're going to take little steps and make it a hot habit and make it work. I would say just stick it, stick in there for the class or whatever you have going on. But, um, it's, it's typical for folks that are in a gym to get caught up in life and, um, and really, really quickly get out of order. Yeah. Did you know when, so start with one, cause I, I can't tell you how that's, that's Lauren's, you know, that's the, you know, Ooh, that's cool. All the precision nutrition stuff and, and whatnot, you know, habit at a time, you know, master that habit, then move on. Did you know, like all the habits that like you were going to, or did you just start with the walk? And then once you had that lockdown, be like, wow, look, uh, what, sh- what should be the next thing? Okay, I'm going to add this. Like, was it, or, or did you already kind of have it planned out to like, this is what I want my entire morning routine to work, or did it totally pivot no, as you went? It pivoted and I adjusted as it came, but I was uh, unrelentless until I had that thing that I was working on done. So let me, let me walk you into today. Hey guys, this is Scott. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, but I did want to interrupt for just a second because I am super passionate about a new tool that I've found and been using for the last month or so. And if you're like me, the thought of writing copy puts me into cold sweats. But we all know that writing blogs, social media posts, web copy, ads, and more are part of life and can make a considerable impact on moving the needle to success in your business or job. We all know how difficult it can be to wrangle ideas, action words, and details, not to mention time constraints. Fear not. I have found a solution that allow, will allow you to easily crank out stunning copy in minutes. It's Jarvis, guys. It's probably hit your social media feed and you think it's too good to be true, but it is not. Jarvis is the latest artificial intelligence technology that will help you create content at lightning speed with little effort on your part or hefty fees for writers. You fill in two easy steps and it'll lay out descriptive paragraphs, both short and long-form articles, bullet lists, social media posts, blog posts, ad copy, SEO copy, Google ad copy. It gets super detailed. There are tons of templates to choose from. It's totally up to you. It's two steps, and it blows me away every time I use it. In fact, it just keeps getting better and better. So if you're like me the thought and thought it was too good to be true, trust me. This product kicks ass. I literally use it every single day for personal and professional use. Just go try it for free and use my link. uh, And it's in the show notes. I'm not going to read it to you because it's crazy. But go into the show notes, click on the link, sign up for your free trial. You will never look back. And this is a great way to support this podcast. Super simple for you, for your business. Send it to your boss. Send it to your friends. It will revolutionize workflow. The link is in the podcast notes. And if you want to support the Brotherhood of Fatherhood, this is a great way. If I were to walk into your gym, people might look at me and say, okay, he's short. He's uh, a little stocky. Um, you know, nothing wrong with short and stocky. I uh, know, I know, right? I, know. Um, I, I probably can, I can probably press 
you know, up there with people my size. I can probably deadlift up there with people my size, but I don't look like a CrossFitter. I don't look like that, that guy that works out. Like people would say, there's no way you work out every day. Why? Because my nutrition hasn't been in check. So what I've done is I've now I've got these things mastered. This is the beauty of this. I have all these physical things in place mastered. I do. I Adam right now, I was having troubles in the evening coming out of work and transitioning and not just going straight to food and eating, making really poor choices. So I've added another walk to my day. It's my decompress. It's my time to, to listen to something exciting, fun. Usually it's podcasts. I do. I walk. And this is it, it, like my second day walk is either a rock or a really fast walk. So I, I'm really clipping along. So I do seven to eight miles on my feet a day and I do 45 minutes of strength training a day. And, um, but like, I am, I'm not losing weight. I've kind of been set at this weight for a long time. You know, my weight has gone up. I'm sure my body composition's changed a lot since really being super consistent with weightlifting. But, um, now I am at this place where I have positions myself, where I have a new habit in place. Now I can focus on my, my food. What is really going on with my nutrition? And it's been so freeing because when we're on this journey for years and years and years, what is going on with my nutrition? How come I'm not sleeping well? How come I struggle and I always go back to X or Y? Or how come I binge on this when I'm not even thinking? It's literally my brain turns off at about 5 p.m. It literally shuts down. Like the, the cognitive ability to say, no, that's not a good food literally leaves the room. So because I've built all these other habits in place, I take out all of those um, variables and I'm like, now I can fine tune into this variable, which happens to be nutrition. And so I've been able to get rid of all the noise by getting everything dialed in one step at a time, you know, start with one. And then, and then now I'm starting with one thing in my nutrition. So my day is dialed on nutrition until 5 PM. And so first thing I'm going to do is get my headset. So I, I've been working on the walk to get that nailed down where I really want to absolutely do that every day that I can, unless I have something to do with my kids. Now that's kind of solidified and I've really found the power of that and I'm really enjoying it. Now I can start doing a few things in my nutrition for the evening. So I believe that in a year I will have sandwiched my day in a way and stacked all these habits to where I am dialed in and I'm 48. So that means I'm going to be 49, but like, who cares? I don't care if I was 58, uh, 68, I'm still going to start this because I know that next year is going to be that much better because I've seen the compounding effects over the last three years. Yeah. I think it's hard for people to wrap around their, the, the head around their head around the idea of, Hey, how long this can take, um, how patient you have to be. I am not patient in anything that I do. Um, it's very hard. I, similar to you, I will be spot on throughout the day. I will be laser focused at the gym. I got things going on, podcast thing, pop, boom, boom. I get home after a long day of work and Adam is hungry. I've worked out, you know, I, I got after it and I'm just hungrier than I, than, than I should be. And it's, yeah, especially during when, when, you know, we do the club volleyball stuff and whatnot and I get, I'm getting home at like nine o'clock, nine thirty. Worst time in the world to possibly eat. Holy cow. Terrible. Um, and and it, it embarrassing at times. Like it just, gosh, but you're so gosh darn hungry. It's like, oh, okay. Lunch was kind of skipped over because this thing came up and I was putting out this fire. Um, 
you know, and Scott, I don't think we're different than most people. Like there are a lot of people that are running around at work and they, they don't take the breaks that they should. They don't eat the lunch that they should. Um, they're not as active as they should just going for, you know, walks the the way they should um, be, being that type of active um, is, is, is unfortunate. I don't know where I'm going with this outside of, I, I think people can relate to how, how crazy this is, but if you just try to change it just in one big fellow swoop, um, it, it, won't be, it won't, it won't work. The, the thing I do see, working and it's i guess i see it as one step is that when people do start the gym piece how other things kind of fall in line um partly due to social pressure they 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 meet friends and they don't want to let them down so they're working out at 6 a.m they're working out at 6 a.m you know so they 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 fall in line um everybody's you know doing this movement they do this movement you know so it's that that i see it being one big domino the gym but then from that domino you see eventually the the sleep get better and eventually the stress get better and then the nutrition piece get better um not that the gym is magical or this is a gym podcast and this is a shameless plug because gosh well let me plug plug for you because i i'm i'm huge on here and i think it was a miss a misrepresentation because I have a gym right next to me. It was a misrepresentation of how this has really worked because I was struggling with being consistent in the gym. I was struggling with, okay, I'm doing deadlift and this and this and this today. And yeah, no one will know if I don't really push hard today and no. So, um, one of the hardest things for humans to do is to finish strong. Mm-hmm. And I just did a podcast, uh, with this, but, but we can start, but it's really hard to finish like in a workout, if you ever notice that, like, if you have something after, you know, towards the end, a lot of people will leave. They'll, they'll, you know, um, like kind of just chill out and talk fine. But what, what I failed to mention is the fact that I had to put a social construct in place to get consistent, persistent and push myself in the gym. And what that meant was I joined a friend of mine. I'm like, I'm really struggling. He's like, Hey, look, like you don't live here but let's put you in my system so you can do the workouts with everybody and you can log them. And so what I did was I found a tool to put in place that added some social pressure. And so now I'm logging every day what I'm doing. I'm getting the fist bumps. I'm fist bumping people back. They don't know me from Adam. I'm involved in their community, in their community through the Facebook group. And so uh, I have to thank Carl so much for doing that because it was a game changer for me. So that's the stepping in. You absolutely are are turning on a massive lever. You're pulling a massive lever when you do something like join a gym and step into a culture and a community. And so I, I kind of see this as like a huge rock sitting on the, on the hill is or on a very low incline, very slow incline. And you're, that's your health. That's your nutrition. That's your weight. That's all the goals you have. It's going, it's, it's sitting, it's embedded in the ground. Getting to the gym is like giving it its first turnover. And it's so much easier to turn once you got it going. So it's going to motivate you. You're going to have access. You're going to get some more information about nutrition. You're going to take little steps here and there. It's a massive catalyst to change. Getting in, just getting into a gym, especially a community-based gym. And I think when I say community-based gym, you know, other members are going to be there. That's usually a class-based gym. Yeah. And so you have to have a tool. It cannot always just be you. I've had to tap into outer communities and insert myself in there to have success. So the, the other thing is like, just like work, one, uh, a saying I heard about 12 years ago, and I'm like, yeah, I live that, is that work will fill all 
time. If you allow work to fill time, you will fill, fill yourself, uh, my personality at least. Yeah. Every moment you will work. And I, I, it's harder for me to stop working than it is to continue working. I think that family with, with people that get kids and they get into middle school, elementary, high school, they're doing all these activities, sports, uh, kids activities will fill all time. The best gift you can give to your family, one of the best gifts is, is what the best gift you can give to your family is uh, intentional time where yeah. you are 100% focused, focused. How can you focus so much better on your family by making sure you're, you're fueling yourself and you're taking care of yourself? So by not going to the gym and skipping the gym, I'm going to press some conviction into your, anybody that listens to this. If you're not going to the gym because you're going to a kid's game, you suck. <laughs> Why? Because you don't have the energy to be wholly there for your kids because you're stretching yourself too thin. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Um, I, I was reading a book recently and the guy said, oh, I was working for a CEO. No matter what was happening at 2.30, no matter what was happening at 2.30, he'd say, see you guys, I'll be back in 20 minutes. And they're like, we're in the middle of a work session or we're in the middle of a big presentation or we're at a conference. And for him, it was meditating. But for you, it should be working out. It should be like, I'm always doing this. So I now have set a, a reminders on my phone for so long. I can turn, they're off now. I don't have to have the reminders. They're in my system. So I know I get them done to have my protein shakes at, at times of the day when I would totally ignore work, which is 10.30 a.m. and 3 p.m. Without like clockwork. If I'm on a call, hold on a minute. I'll be right back. I go get my, my protein. I come back. And I'm good to go. So what I've learned is it's okay to be super, super diligent. People really respect it. If you're like, I'm sorry, I can't come to the PTA meeting. I, I might be 15 minutes late. That's my workout time. And if I don't do that, I'm not going to be good enough to be there. Yeah. So it's all about priorities. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Is you, you got to like, yes, fitness is for me is under my kids, but I know I can't give my best to my kids and my wife unless I take care of myself. Um, let's talk more about that. You obviously run an organization called the Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Um, if if you get a chance to speak to the dads here, um, no no offense to the ladies, but if we, if we talk to the dads for a little bit that, that, you know, are, are, I'll be sexist here. Dads are different than moms most of the time. Um, how the, the, so much of the time dads bear so many weights, so many stresses, um, of the family, uh, you know, and again, they're, they have the plate spinning too, just in a, in a different, different way than mom. Um, any, any specific tips for, for the dads in which to kind of stay healthy on that, that, that physical end of things so they can give their best? Yeah, I think, I think it's just, it's seriously understanding what it takes to be the best that you can be for your kids. You know, um, my boys know where to find me at 7 a.m. They actually, I had to change my schedules. They know where to find me at 6 a.m. If they want to find me, I'm in the gym. Um, I think that that alone is teaching a legacy. It's a bit of a legacy because they have seen, they will see day in and day out their mom's the same way. See, day in and day out that we always do fitness, like to a fault. So the, the other thing, you know, 
uh, I want to say this and, and it's hard to say because people don't know me, but, um, your excuses as a dad are BS. Like they're just, they're just stupid. Like, like I know you're busy. I'm super busy. I know you have to make decisions all day at work or people might be asking you questions all day at work and you don't have the time. And who cares? I mean, literally who cares when you are home, your job is to be home. And if it is to be intentional and to be paying attention to the point where if you are going to a kid's game, band concert, whatever, I hand this thing, this thing called the, the tether that never leaves you the phone and put it in my wife's purse. Because if I don't, I'm going to keep looking at it. And the second my son looks up at me from the state, from where, whatever he's doing, he's going to see me like this. Right. And so I think it's just really important to block out, really have your day planned out. And I, I, not everybody's a morning person, but if you don't command your morning, the day is going to command you. And it's just, that's all there is to it. So it's just got to become a priority because you'll have to be that much more focused with your kids. And then it gets really fun when there's a certain age I've noticed it's usually like between 10 and 11 and 12 where your kids will actually want to work out with you. If that becomes the case, I don't care how much it costs, get them in your classes with you, have them join the gym because you want to, you want to get that going as fast as, as you can. My son is now 13. He doesn't really want to work out with me, but he can, he has a, a clean that is beautiful because he started like when he's eight, because he uh-huh. wanted to do what I, so he's, it, now it's ingrained in him. Right. So model what you want done and then be intentional when you, when you've shut that off, have there be very intentional and blocking time. And then the other thing I would say to men is put your other hobbies aside. Like you got to have scheduled time for it. If you know, I used to mountain bike. Um, I used to own a bike shop and I would cycle, you know, 30 hours a week. And I had no time for my family. My weekends were all traveling all over the state of Oregon, mountain biking with friends. And I thought I was, you know, working my network and, and building my business. And uh, I was just stealing from my kids. I see too, way too many fathers, way too engrossed in sports. I gave up sports, you know, football, watching football for over a year just to get my, uh, myself aligned. So I think there, it, it's more of build your value ladder and then dump all the rest. Yeah. And so you need to be doing fitness. You need to be doing specific, intentional family time, and you need to um, be paying attention to your wife. And then if you have a faith, you need to be pouring into that every single day. Yeah. yeah. I know there have been a few times and I don't know, just probably over the last couple of years, just as we, I mean, last, since 2018, we've, we moved the gym and then we uh, expanded out. And then, you know, we, I don't, we've done so much construction and growing the gym in the last three years. It's, it's been crazy. It's been great. It's been fantastic. Uh, but the, I can remember a few, you know, specific times where I, my kids will act almost different around me if I'm not around as much as I should. And it's, it's, it's like, I'll ask them to do something and they'll give me this like a response that I wouldn't normally get type of thing. And I'm like, wait, what, what, what is going on? Um, and you could chalk it up to, oh, they're growing up. Oh, they're, they're pushing the boundaries, blah, blah, blah. Um, but they didn't do that before. Um, and that that's one thing my wife and I get along with very well is our, our standard for our children and how, how they're going to act and whatnot. Um, we don't, we don't mess around with that. And um, it, it, there, there just been a few times and I, you know, then I, 
I don't know, look myself in the mirror going, hey, it's your fault. You haven't been here. Um, you've been at the gym for X amount of hours in a day. Hey, it's, um, it's summer. So my wife has them, you know, because she, she teaches. And so I have the flexibility to, to get here and, and do all this. And I have been doing too much. And now it's, it's coming back to bite me because, you know, my youngest just, you know, popped off with whatever things that like kids are creative at, at saying. Um, <laughs> they are. And, and it's frustrating because then all of a sudden, if, if I flip that switch and be like, okay, work's done. Now lots of family time. It's, it's amazing how all of a sudden the kids will just fall back into place and be like, oh, this is, you know, this is why I love you. <laughs> like, yeah, they, you know? they, they really value and find, um, find a lot of uh, stability and consistency with the family and consistency with behavior from their parents. Um, and, and that will in turn, well, we can go into a whole parenting thing in turn, uh, change how they actually operate. I, I feel really convicted to say something. Um, just because I think if I were to listen to myself, I sound pompous. I sound like I figured it all out. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me do a little disclaimer here. Um, when I own my bike shop, uh, I turned around one day and realized that I was a horrible dad and a horrible husband, like literally horrible, no time. I, I, I was, I was really growing away from my wife. I was blaming a lot of things on her. She was blaming a lot of things on me because I was never there. I didn't know my kids well. And when I, when I was around them, I was always working on, on the business. I mean, people wanted something on Christmas day. I was going to drive down there and open the shop for them. Like literally that was my life. So first of all, I've really, 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 really screwed up. Second of all, um, I, I do put my money where my mouth is. I, I literally shut that successful profiting business down overnight and took a $250,000 debt immediately. And I'm still paying this off, like however many years it is, because I believe that was more important than making money. And so I had to make that big, big, big decision. So I've, I've, I've walked what I'm talking about. And, and my passion, Adam, is, is that people will step into fitness, good nutrition, they'll get health, their health in order. And then that, that they'll also find that harmony and realize that work isn't everything. Family and those moments with your family are really, really what matters. And it may take some super big sacrifices, but we are, we are called to raise the future adults of America. We are not raising children and to raise an successful adult takes a lot of consistent hard work and a lot of attention and a lot of intentionality. And so that's really the message is like for dads who aren't getting their fitness going, figure it out. Yeah. Like just figure it out, make the sacrifices and figure it out because it's going to pay off because you're going to be that much more focused. I'm amazed too, without, again, with my teaching background and yours the same, when, when you saw parents that were involved in their, in their kids' lives, um, how much, I don't want to say better, but the, they seem to have a little bit better of a grip in handling themselves as a, as a young human being. Okay. Um, and, and how, how big of a role that is. And that, that's that, gosh, that, I guess that I feel that pressure every day. Like if anything, Adam, don't screw that up. Like <laughs> there's, there, there's a lot of pressure there. And I think it, it's harder to parent this these days than it, it ever has been. Um, I can't imagine having middle schoolers. My kids are still, you know, nine and six and ignorant to so much of the world. And I love it. Um, want to keep them as, I don't want to say sheltered, but kind of ignorant to some of the nonsense, so much of the nonsense that's out there. Um, gosh, Scott, I thought I had a question in here. Let's bring it back here. Do, do, do. How? Jeez. 
I feel your pain. Dude. I had a question in that, Scott. I had a, <laughs> I had a question. Oh, here it is. There it is. I, yeah, because you, you you said the modeling thing. Like, hey, you, you, your 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 13-year-old has a great clean because because he's been cleaning since he was eight. Um, obviously, probably not not 40 kilos, but you know, oh. you, you know, you know, when you're when when you're eight, but like you know, he saw, he saw mom and dad work out, you know, and, and that was the standard. I'm amazed with how much, you know, monkey see monkey do there is with, with, with the kids. Cause if you're, you know, I don't know of a nice way to say this. Um, if, if your dad going to your, your, your kids baseball games, you know, and just yelling and screaming at them, you know, to, you know, to play better or do this da, 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 and you go home and, and, and drink beer and, and yell at the TV. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's wrong. It's a, it's a yeah. double standard. It's, yeah. it's a uh, very, 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 very common. And it's, you know, it's a, uh, back in the day I could, uh, should be like, Hey, look, I'm lifting more weight. I'm hitting PRs from when I was in my twenties and thirties, I'm beating those in my mid late forties. Uh, and, and I only say that because it's, it's just all about consistency, but it's all about modeling. Like, and, and look, when your kid is, I want to, I want to reiterate, reiterate when your kid shows interest in fitness, put the money out, whether you have it or not, you're yeah. investing. It, it's just as important. If not, I'm going to speak something that's going to rub a lot of people wrong, but if not more important than investing in their college, yeah, I think it will have more of a, of, of effect for them financially in the long run, if they are healthy and that is a focus of their life. You, do, do you want to open that up a little bit? Like what, what do you, so help them financially over their life. I think I know what you're saying, but I want you to say it. Yeah. But good patterns, good habits and health are absolutely look being a part of um, physical exertion, not just in sports. This is why I kind of, you know, you, you, you work a lot with competitive athletes, I'm, I'm a firm believer in engaging in a lot of different activities. Um, but I, I don't know, but I look at really successful people and very, very, very few of them say, well, I don't go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, develop the habit now because it's, it, there is a massive correlation. This is not a causation. I'm, this is, I think there's like, real correlation here with success and habits and fitness and health and nutrition are habits that got to start early. There is an absolute correlation. You could ask any multi-million or billionaire who worked their way up to that and they will have very specific habits and they will be wrapped. There will be health and fitness things involved in there. And don't just say, well, they have a lot of money. They can buy a new, they have a chef at their home that's a bunch of BS. That's just your excuses. So, um, I, I absolutely believe that health relates to financial freedom later on. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think you're right, right on. I, and I'm amazed in, in 2021 and it, it has been like this for the last, last few years, how reactive as we are, um, with our, with our healthcare, as opposed to being proactive, um, especially <laughs> during this time of COVID and things. Um, where, you know, now all of a sudden we're, we're, we're very worried about, you know, how healthy we are and what our vitamin C is and blah, 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 what our vitamin D is. Um, and, um, 
it would have been nice to know a pandemic was coming so we could all train for it, um, but you can't. Um, but know that, hey, this won't be the last pandemic we hit. It will probably be another one and you know other things. And you, you can choose not to be healthy and choose healthy things and, and build your body and be as strong as you can. And even when you get a little bit up there, Scott, you're 48, but I, I feel like you have many good years left, bud. You're still, you're still in your prime. Um, you know, but then to, you know, to, to know that you can, you can keep working, maybe not the same way you did when you were 28, but in, 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 in a manner in which to, you know, keep you, you know, rising and, and keep you strong and, and keep you really enjoying and loving life. And, Sometimes I, I think we, we, we miss the boat on what we're, <laughs> what we're trying to do. I, I know we do. I know we do 100%. And I think we need to, uh, if, if you really want to succeed in your health, your nutrition, your fitness, your work, uh, you've got to get it. You've got to get it nailed down and you've got to be that proactive because like literally, I know this is going to sound so horrible. <laughs> I got COVID and I didn't care. Like I was like, I, I, I I've been very well, like I have my nutrition, like as far as like the micronutrients, mm-hmm. I was dialed in on the micronutrients. So I knew, okay, I have a healthy gut. I have a healthy, yes, I might get sicker. And I did, I got really sick, stinking sick when I got COVID, I was out, but, um, but everything's preparation. And if you don't treat everything like preparation, you're going to get caught in a storm. And um, I have a, if you're, you're probably not watching this, but if you're listening, I have a picture of a Buffalo behind me and Adam, you may know this, but, and I'm wearing my into the storm shirt, which yeah. is, uh, you know, Froning's brand, but I heard this story uh, actually before Froning kind of came up with this and it's all about the Buffalo, like the Buffalo, when a storm is coming, you will see them start to run towards it. It comes over the mountain range. They see that and they start running towards it. And why do they do that? Because when something's coming, they're just going to plow through it and get to get to the sunny side first. Cattle will run away from a storm and they'll stay in the storm for much, much, much longer because they're traveling with it and they will get injured. They, some will die. It's, it's a really bad scenario right now. Americans are cattle. <laughs> we are, the pandemic is our storm and we're running along with it. We're just running right where we're, you know, so engrossed in it, but we have not done anything to prepare for it. Not all. I mean, some of us have. Yeah. I think that's how you should treat life. I think you should always be preparing for that storm. And when it's there, you're going to charge right through it because you've done, put all the things in place. Like fitness and health are probably one of the best ways to prepare for about anything. Yeah. Um, Oh gosh, Scott, you just said something there too. That was, Oh, I just finished reading the comfort crisis by Michael Easter. I haven't Um, read that yet. Oh, put put that on your list. I just, it motivated me. I don't know. I, I'm amazed with how, I don't know. I, I love the whole thing. How, well, how you had a post about doing, going, uh, doing yeah, hard things. I'm like, yeah. I do that. that's one. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you get there. That's don't one of the reasons I do my afternoon walk is I'm like, okay, everything's become easy. Working out's just become a thing I do. If I don't do it, I don't, I'm not mad. I'm mad at myself because it's, I don't feel right. So I'm like, what do I need to do? Well, in Texas at three 4 or 5 PM, it's freaking blazing hot. And I'm like, okay, this sucks. So that's why I go out at that time. It resets me. But it's also like the other day I waited till it got to a heat index of 110 on a Saturday. And I'm like, okay, I'm going out. This was a Saturday. So I hadn't worked through the day. Uh, All inspired by that kind of thinking. 
Like yeah. we, we have a comfort crisis. So go. Cause I want to hear more about yeah. what you No, mean. well, I, I, I think it just, and he, and he goes through the whole thing. And, yeah. If you guys haven't read it, I, I highly recommend Michael Easter, the comfort crisis, uh, but just basically saying how good um, throwing yourself into these, these positions of, I mean, you don't want to die, um, <laughs> but like you need to be challenged and it, it helps you physically. It helps you mentally. Uh, turns out we're kind of wired up for challenge. We're, we're wired up to be, um, you know, kind of pushed to, uh, to the limits, if you will. Um, obviously you don't want to push yourself to the, the point of death where, you know, we're that, but we live in this, this such safe society, um, you know, where we lock down the entire world because a very small population is, is getting, you know, hit hard by, um, by COVID. And again, not, I'm not getting political here, but like, I, I don't know. I would, I, I kind of had a similar view on, on COVID. Like I, I'm, reasonable, healthy guy. Uh, I'm not that old. I, I, I feel like I, my, my health is in good you know, peace. And we got hit with it back in October and um, gave blood a couple of weeks ago. And I, I still have the antibodies, but um, it, it's funny. Like, yeah, we, my wife and I went up to, to Devil's Lake and um, went on, you know, I don't know, four hour hike. And I threw on my 40 pound weight vest and, and went to town. Um, now, after finishing the book, I'm like, I got it. I got to rock all the time because he interviewed oh, the, guy, the, the author of go rock and you know, just, just how beneficial the whole thing is and da, 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 and, and sometimes looking foolish, nobody, you know, you don't need to care. So literally I, my kids went out to, to soccer practice, you know, last night, you know, for an hour and 15 minutes, I threw on my weight vest and I, I did laps around the field. Just, just walking, just walking. I'm able to watch practice. Dad's walking. Da, da, da. A couple parents look at me like I have three heads. I don't, I'm 41 years old. I don't care. I do so, not care. <laughs> Here's what happens when they turn 13. I was, I was taking my, I'm like, Hey, my son's Corbin, Corbin, I'm going to take you to football practice. It was probably about 105 and take you to football practice. And then I'm going to rock. And he's like, Oh, he's like, would you go home and then go rock? I'm like, no, I'm just going to go from the parking lot. And he was like, mm. I'm like, I will park on the other side of the school and go rock. And I did, I went for an hour and um, it was, really ridiculously hot and I was a soaking rag when I was done. But the thing was, is, um, when you embrace discomfort and you start to enjoy it, a whole new motivate, this is like, what do you do to get motivated? You just keep doing uncomfortable things till you kind of get a high from it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know how to explain it, but it's, for me, it's always like, can I go a little faster? Can I carry a little more weight? Can I, now I'm my hard thing right now, because the walks are, I just enjoy them so much. Mm -hmm. I call them walks. Usually I'll carry a pack, you know, but oh. um, now it's the cold shower because I've never wanted to do this in my life. And I hated people that were on their pedestal about these ice baths <laughs> and everything. And I'm doing it in the summer in, in Texas, which I don't know if you could call the water cold. I don't know if 68 degree cold. water is cold, Scott. I don't know. I'm, just <laughs> I'm like, it might be 50 degrees. <laughs> and I think like the, the good temperature is like 45 or something like that. But I did. I went to Costa Rica a couple months ago, celebrated my 25th anniversary with my wife and they had hydrotherapy and that was a hot cold. I went to like Ooh. a modern something crazy sauna and then dipped into who knows what water. And I did the whole thing. And, uh, it was, it was, it was awesome to be able to say I did it. it really yeah. Fun. So doing hard things, a comfort crisis, you really got me jacked up from that yeah. post. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I, I love the whole, and I don't think, and, and again, we're the same person, so maybe we don't understand the rest of the world. Um, but I, I think everybody one likes that, like, cause if you do something that's hard, like 
and it can be a little hard thing. It, it can be, it, it can be a cold shower in Texas in the summer. Like I, it, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be, and it, it can be 30 seconds of a cold shower. It doesn't have to be, you know, you jumping in a, you know, in the waters of Iceland, like you, you can make this, dare I say easier on yourself, but you get it, you get it done. You, you, you feel better. Like you, you accomplish something, you got something done. Um, whether it be going to the gym or whether it be deadlifting more weight than you, you, you ever have. I, I, I that's why I love that. I, I put that, you know, uh, doing hard things in, in a, in a really cool category. Um, cause I've always been a little odd like that too. Cause I did the whole triathlon thing and start off with doing sprint distance triathlons. And once you do sprints and you do Olympics and once you do Olympics, you do halves. Once you do halves, I did a full. Um, and that was, that's why I don't do triathlons anymore. Cause they take so much time. And if I went out on a, a eight hour bike ride, like I used to back in the day, you know, when I was single, like my wife now would kill me cause there's no way I could be, the, you know, but, but it was so fun, like to, to, to do those century rides and to, you know, to, to bike 90 miles, like that's tough to do a hundred. Isn't that much tougher, but it's a hundred miles. And so you could, I don't know, you just, you feel like you accomplish things. I don't, I think other people feel that too. It's super it might addictive. be you and me, Scott. I don't know. No, no, no. It's, I talk to people all the time. It's super addictive. And here's the thing, like the older I get, like the harder things are for me. And so it actually is really awesome because it's harder for me now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I want to talk about the, the cold shower thing because I, my instinct, because I'm going to all, go all out, was to buy a freezer, a chest freezer, put it outside, fill it with water, do the whole thing everybody says to do and have it at, you know, 40 some degrees and just go dip. And I'm like, you know what? I have to approach this, how I started this podcast. I have to approach this in steps. I have to prove to myself that I will actually do this. And it's 10 seconds, 30 seconds, one minute, you know, I'll move it up as I'll move that dial as I go, but I have to prove that I am worthy of the money spend on something like that, not, and that I'm actually going to use it. So this has served me really, really well is understanding the, that the process will take time and that there, uh, that, that I will be one of those people that in the winter can walk up to a lake, take off my shirt and get in. I will be one of those people, not because I'm just starting to jump in now, but because I'm building this habit and working further and further outside of my comfort zone until I get to the place where it's, actually almost comfortable. I have a friend that lives in, in Northern Canada, I believe. He lives in Alberta. So I know Alberta's closed. He did a video every single day. He'd walk out into his yard in his shorts, break the ice in his tub and get in and film a two minute video alive. And I'm like, wow. That's a good thing. <laughs> and so you have to also surround yourself. And that's another oh. benefit of the gym is surround yourself with people that are really going to be like, Hey, look, it's not that if that person can do it, why can't I? And I, you know, um, that's just the, the massive power of group fitness gyms. Yeah. Class oriented gyms. It's just such a powerful tool. Well, I think it's funny too. Sorry, I'm still on the comfort crisis stuff. It, it takes no real athleticism in which to w walk outside and, you know, stick a hole in the, in the ice and, and jump in. You, you don't, you don't have to be insanely fit. You don't have to, you know, it just, you know, just doing little things like that. I, I, th again, I think it can be so beneficial and oh yeah, the, the book's fantastic. Sorry. I'm going there. Scott, oh, I I've taken that. a ton of your time. If, if you're to, to what's one thing that you wish I would have asked you. I always love to talk about morning routine and you asked me about that. Um, maybe the most impactful book I've read this year. Okay. What's been your most impactful book this year? <laughs> Let me get on my high horse one more time. <laughs> And a year ago, two years ago, 
Um, I decided that I, I was consuming books like crazy, Adam, like just reading, reading, reading. And oh, here's a new book and reading, reading, reading. I stopped doing that. I'm, I like, I stopped. I'm like, look, I'm reading all of these books and I'm doing myself a disservice. I need to go back to the books that really meant something to me and I need to reread them again. And then I would listen to them mm -hmm. to read, then listen until I have mastered something in the books. That's one thing that I've done now. I will do a book and that's why it's so, like the comfort crisis probably second on my list right now. And I know it'll take me a month to get there because I'll start a book. I'll read it. Then I'll listen to it every single morning and I'll identify the things I want to implement. And I won't move on until I've implemented those and mastered them. So it could be half year. So this year I did that with the obstacles, the way, which is, you know, stoicism, Ryan holiday writes about like how things that challenge us, we should actually be using those to kind of win the day. And that completely changed. It really helped me step into this comfort thing, discomfort thing, but it also really helped me reframe my response to really like situations that were out of my control. And, um, and so I was able to obviously put some of those things into place. For example, my, I was taking my family skiing and snowboarding um, up in Idaho uh, over spring break. And I'm like, I know the air traffic is going to be absolutely horrible. And I know things are going to go wrong. So I cannot control that. And I used to just go off the hook. I'd go nuts. Like I would burn up inside my head. I was mean to my family. I was mean to the agent. And so all I did for like two weeks before that is went through the scenario in my head, not how I was going to fix the problem, but how I was going to handle the problem. Guess what? It happened on the way home. We got to the gate. They're like, Hey, problem. We have to cancel this flight. We can't get you home for four days. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like four days. And so I'm like sitting there and I'm like reviewing the real in my head, all that I learned from uh, the, the theories and ideas in this, uh, the obstacles away. Mm. And so I was able to actually really calmly and cognitively kind of pull it together. And I made a phone call. And um, by the end of that phone call, I got some advice from a really, someone who traveled a ton. I said what he told me to say, because I was thinking well, because I had prepared for this. I said what I needed to say to the lady. Within 30 seconds, we had a flight like an hour later. Oh, wow. Um, there, it's absolutely 100% impossible to get home for another four or five days. We're boarding our dog, super expensive. I knew all the things that were going to, you know, I got tons of work to do to like, oh, we got, an, we got, we figured out a way to get you home. We're gonna, you're going to be leaving in an hour. That's, that's the power of implementing um, this, this way of looking at life where, you know, something bad's happening. Good. <laughs> That's how I'm going to get better. Oh, that's a long answer. No, that's that's a great answer. We um on the, our other little podcast that we run for 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 our athletes, we we interviewed our the, the technical director of the volleyball club, and um uh she she was a little inconsistent this year with some COVID stuff with with her family and stuff like that, and she lives an hour away, and it was it was tough. But um one of the things that she really wants to drive home, um really with, with everything that we do is, is this idea of failure um, and, and doing hard things. And it's okay to fail. And especially with a sport of volleyball, the, the next ball is coming right away. So you have to have, you have to have no memory um, because you, you have to be good again. Um, good at failing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause it happens time and time. At every point somebody failed, <laughs> somebody failed to do something. So um, 
but but to be okay with that and have kids be okay with that and have adults be okay with that. Um, and it's it's hard to fail because we're at, attached to our you know cellular devices and you know like oh my gosh I'm having this crummy day. What's a, oh Scott's crushing it, son of a gun. What's he doing? It's so right. freaking wonderful with his, you know, adorable, beautiful family. Now I'm just mad, you know, and just, and, and not, and not be okay with like, oh, okay, we're humans. And, and, you know, to, to, to be okay with that, you know, letting things go and, and then to prep for that, to, to be prepared uh, like you were for that, that situation, you know, and that, I don't, I think that's how we get better. That's how we get stronger. Um, if we just go through life when this, you know, we, we you know, we, we eventually just slowly die and life yeah. is over. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something I, I, I preach from the mountaintops and, and um, I screw up all the time. And that's part of the failing thing. I mean, I, I, the other day I was at my son's basketball game. He did summer basketball and I'm sitting here fanning myself, looking at my phone. I failed. I failed. I did what I tell everybody not to do. I failed, but I noticed it and I moved on. I just set it down. And the next time I was with my family, I, here's my phone, give it to my wife, put that in your face. <laughs> Hold this, honey. <laughs> I don't know. She's as happy as can be when I say that. Yeah. Oh, she's so thrilled. She's like, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Scott, for, and, and really, I, th- I think the, um, for the guys that listen to the show, specifically Brotherhood and Fatherhood, where, if, if they want more information and whatnot, where, where do they go? Yeah. So they can go to uh, Facebook. If you hate Facebook, this is the one place you should go. It's the Brotherhood of Fatherhood, and it's a group. There's a couple of them. You'll know it's ours because it's got 3,500 men in it. So it's not the one with like six guys in it. Um, <laughs> and uh, the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast, uh, it doesn't fall great in the ratings. Uh, I'm not sure why, maybe it's me, but uh, you do have to actually do an intentional, intentional search. You can go listen to Adam talk on the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. I believe you're on the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. I don't, I don't think I am. I, I was on the Gym Mastery one. Oh my gosh. So I've done so many podcasts. So Adam, we're going to talk about raising kids, good. doing homeschooling as educators. We're going to do that very soon. Okay. But that group, here's, here's comments I've gotten in the last week. This is hands down the best men's group on Facebook. It is the only place to be. I have learned so much from this group by being involved in men, other, with other men who do not have judgment on me. Here is a picture of my child. We do not share them on any social media, but I feel so comfortable with this group. I will share. That's the kind of group we have. And it's like, if somebody has a problem, you're going to come in, you're going to state what the problem is, what you've tried, and you're going to get 40 answers and you will find a nugget in there. Yeah. One of them will be, usually I just stand back and let things happen. Um, (laughs) It's an awesome group and you can follow Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Actually, you know, what's better is I, cause I post everything on my own is Scott Ramage on Instagram. So there we go. Yep. Scott, thanks for taking the time, bud. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. It's been awesome. I'd do it anytime. Listeners. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Scott, that was excellent. So two things I'm going to get you on Brotherhood of Fatherhood because I do want to talk to you about raising kids being public school teachers, having the past of being a public school teacher for you and homeschooling. I think that's a big, 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 big topic I'd love to cover. So I'd like to get you on that soon. Two, you're going to send me this audio. I'm going to make a crap load of stuff out of it, but I'm also going to, I'm actually going to post this as a, as a podcast for mine, if you'll let me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you credit and I'll just say brother, it'll be a brotherhood of fatherhood podcast. And I'll just say, Hey, I had such a great time talking with Adam. I wanted to throw this one up there. Yeah. So I could get two podcasts out of this one from this recording and one from you. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you the video too. Is that uh, one? Please. Yeah, absolutely.
all of it. Because, like I said, uh, right, what we'll do is anything you say, we'll 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 capture that. We'll make some awesome stuff for you to use. And then um, here, a, a real thing: when when I send that stuff to you, you might have to hit me back and say, "Here's my logo," and we'll brand it for you. Okay. So uh, you can you can say, "Oh, I like this one," and we'll brand it. Cool. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> I'll send you a link right away to schedule on the brotherhood of, for the brotherhood of fatherhood. Oh. Uh, I want to get a bit, I want to get an hour on the, on the mic with you. Yeah, that, that'd be fun. It's, it's actually, we, um, my wife and I, it, it went really well last year and then we we're trying to figure out what we're doing this year. Um, and we said, fuck it. Well, my, <laughs> it went good the first year, you know, how, you know, and so we're, we're going to, I'm not saying we're going to hold in school for life, but um, we're, we're going we're gonna to ride this pony until it, until it stops I don't, and, and Texas is different, but fricking Illinois. Um, oh, you're in trouble, dude. <laughs> well, the, the whole, obviously the Delta variant is taking over all of Illinois or just Chicago. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Now everybody's, we're, we're all back to masks and, and it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. And now kids have to go to school with masks. Do you, do you have kids wearing masks in Texas? So governor Abbott, our governor made it against the law for any school or public um, entity to require masks. We've had, um, of course there's people, you know, all the Chicago, we have tons of Chicago people moved here for corporate. I mean, yeah. it's like quit polluting our land and, uh, cause they're not like you and, and they're screaming. And so there's several school districts that have done them and governor Abbott has already sued them and parents have already sued them and they're losing fast and furious. And he has said at no rate of infection at no cost will I mandate masks or vaccinations of any type because you are Americans. You have your freedom. You can decide for yourself. Now, of course, that's caused a massive uproar, but he just put out a statement yesterday. If you are a school or public entity or a city, because cities are doing this now, it, I want you to understand we will be fast and furious and harsh on you. You will not even have a second to breathe. It's coming down. Wow. So um, he's kind of following the footsteps of the Florida governor. Okay. Who's just crushing it, dude. He, from the start, he's like, no, ah. this is about freedom. This is not about. So um, yeah, I live in a great state. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if, if they do mass, I've told my wife, I'm pulling kids and they're 17 and 13 senior year. And she's like, you can't, you'll crush them. And so we're kind of working through because yeah. I can't support a school system. Yeah. I can't support a government that's going to do that. No, that's, yeah. yeah. That's where I'm frustrated that in this area that our private schools have fouled suit. And so boiling Catholic high school, like, yeah. And, and my, our church has been fantastic. I, I cannot say enough good things about like they, we haven't worn a mask since we've been, been back and we got back pretty, pretty, pretty early. Yeah. But I, on the, the, the private school area, I, I, I can't, it blows my mind that it's pressure. Like, where's your, where, exactly. That's what it is. Like, where's your faith and stuff? Like, oh, no, no, so we're horrible right now. I mean, anybody scared is shaming people. I mean, it's just like a shame. Yeah. It's insane. I'm like, just mind your own business. Yeah. Like you're forcing me to protect myself. I, I do, I do blood tests just like you. I go give blood and I, I just checked my results out yesterday. Still have antibodies. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why do you care? I'm yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So it, it, yeah, 
I, if I were in Illinois, I'd really be struggling, man. I've even told Kim, like even Texas in the area where we live, it's getting, it's getting a little more, you know, where are you at? I'm North of Dallas. Dallas is very liberal. Okay. I'm um, probably 30 more miles North of Dallas. It's called flower mound. It's a, like, there's hardly any crime. There's like 70,000 people. It's just, uh, you know, one of those unreal places. And um, sounds happy. Yeah. But, but we've had a mass influx of Chicago, Illinois, and um, Californians, mass. Yeah. And they move here because they don't like where they're coming from or they're moved by corporate, but they, they bring their politics with them. They don't realize that what they're doing is bringing why they played where they came from in the first place. So, um, okay. That's what's that? Uh, no, I just looked up flower mound. Yep. Oh, okay. But you're still right. Basically attached to Dallas though. Holy cow. That's a big, well, yeah, there's a lot of oh. everything's kind of, you know, circles from one city to the next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right by grapevine Lake. Grapevine's amazing. Yep. Yep. Jeez. And there's like South Lake right on the other side of grapevine Lake, right on the other side of grapevine. That's where like, um, all the mafia um, <clears throat> lawyers live and professional <laughs> athletes, you know, average income's probably like 600 to 1.2 million a year, you know, nice. weird stuff around here. I think our median income is 130 Ooh. in Flower Mound. So, you know, everybody's got really fancy cars. It's kind of hard to live here. Yeah. yeah. So how to do... You're not Dallas isn't that liberal, is it? I know it, Austin is. It's 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 getting there. The poli- yes. in in the city of Dallas, Fort Worth kicks kicks ass. It's super. It's it's super old school conservative. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's a different world here. When we traveled, I was like, oh, people are so crazy about their masks. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like I, when everybody was wearing masks. There were people not wearing their masks. When it was a mask mandate, there were people not wearing their masks. When I go to small town, uh, Jen Shelby, she works for um, Level Method now. She kind of took a tiny piece of my role. Yeah. And um, she lives kind of south of here. I went to their town. It was like, COVID what? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, that, that's a weird thing. We're, we're uh, I mean, our house is probably two miles from the Wisconsin state border, you, you cross over into Wisconsin and you wouldn't think there's anything going on. Illinois, dangerous. Wisconsin, oh, we're cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, this is a political, this is a political illness. It's a political thing. And um, I was listening to someone, they're like, 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 get over it. Yeah. Epidemics and pandemics. Yeah. They have been happening for centuries. Yeah. A lot of people die. And guess what? This is like the flu. It's never going away. It's never going away. Delta variant doesn't matter. Variant. The flu has a new variant every year. Like what are we doing? And it's, it's, we're all soft. Yeah. We're just a soft nation. So part of, part of that comfort crisis book, and he didn't say this directly, but here's what I pulled from it. um, Is that talking, they talked about Iceland and how, you know, the, how it was settled initial, you know, Vikings coming over and uh, whatever. And then eventually, you know, pillaging and bringing the, the women with and blah, 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 blah. And, and trying to, but to, to live there, they, they can grow grass and like, Hey, and it was like, yeah. all the, so then they, they eat cattle and sheep and dairy and 
basically that's it. Like that's, that's it. There, there are really no fruits and vegetables and, and whatnot that they grow at one point. I forgot what year he was talking about, but it was like 60% of babies were dying. Like they just weren't, you know, in the way of like as harsh as these conditions were and yada, yada. but it came up that Icelandic men have like a life expectancy of like 82 years. So it's like, six or seven years longer than like basically everybody else. And it's not due to their diet because they looked at their diet, nothing special. It, it's not due to their activity level or anything like that. It's, it's similar to other, you know, European countries and blah, blah. It's, it's not due to anything else that you can imagine would, would, you know, prolong health. And basically <laughs> what I got from it, he didn't say these weren't his exact words, but basically it was like, you know, you, you killed off all the weak ones and yeah. now, now you have the strong ones and now you have, which makes sense because Annie Thor's daughter had a baby a year ago and she got third at the CrossFit game. That does make sense. <laughs> that is a tough girl right there. That, that makes sense. And I know why. I mean, uh, it, it is. There, people are conditioned to do hard things. It's one reason I don't like a lot of this stuff going on with me. I'm like, okay, I'm physically fit. I'm prepared. I know how to shoot a gun. I have a lot of ammo. Like if, if this gets a, like a liberal bend and it goes out of, out of whack. I'm like, I mean, I've had friends who've been in the, in the, in the military, like this is a one minute war. Like if it gets that bad, this is a one minute war. Like they don't know what difficult is yet. If, if, if these left extreme weirdos, I think it was Rogan that was saying that about Antifa. He's like, bring it. He's like, <laughs> you guys had zero clue. You get our military, our ex military guys, you're, 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 you are a, he said some pretty profound words, but he said, you are literally a pile shitting your pants within yeah. a minute. Yeah. You have no idea. And that's, that's what I'm taking solace in is like, look, I'm everything I do. I'm, I'm working on preparing myself and, and, uh, and I don't have to worry. Yeah. I don't have to worry about illness. Yeah. If I get sick, then God called me, calls me in that time. Like yep. I couldn't change that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yep. not God. Awesome. That's so, that's really what bothers me with all the, all these you know, churches. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and, and the public schools, like, why, why are we masking seven-year-olds? Like, is that really, that's they don't get cute. It bad. You're in God's house. Come on now. That's, that's where, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I saw someone on Facebook. They're like, you, God gave us this vaccine. God gave it to us. He, he made the hands move in the direction to blend it together and you are denying God's gift. I'm like, wow, you are awesome. You know what God's intentions are and you, you're able to tell me like, so all, all things in this earth were created by God. So like, no, things are created by God. The devil perverts. He can't create, but he can pervert. So like, I mean, I was just like, I'm blown away at the people, the, the way people are thinking. We can talk about this for hours yeah. and hours, but I'm just blown away at people's mindset. Their, mm -hmm. their, their lack of intellectual thinking and constructive thinking is just yeah. beyond me. Yeah. Beyond me. In, in the church. I mean, I had, I sat down with the pastor last week. I was talking to him something. He's like, he, he told me a story about a friend of his that thought the, that they said, well, I'm not getting a vaccine. And then he told me this whole story about, how funny it was when he proved him wrong and the guy went and got the vaccine and how, how he should be if he was such a fool for not getting a vaccine. I'm like, I look him in the face and I'm like, I'm not getting it. <laughs> I've had COVID. I have antibodies. Like, why should I get it? And you, you just like turn white. Then the, then the pastor this weekend spoke to the entire people. He's like, I don't care what you think. It's not for you to make other people feel bad for what their decision is. Yeah. It's not on you. That's, 
that's like way outside of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting that it was a pastor of that church who was doing this kind of condemning behavior, but we're all human. <laughs> so yeah. But it's fear-based. Yeah. All fear-based. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad my kids are young enough to, we can shelter them a little bit here. And it's, yeah, I, I would so good for, good for you trying to navigate and parent during this time. During that last year with the mass, last year was horrendous. It was horrible. The kids weren't happy. You could see everything just going downhill. And, um, you know, they're just not getting that. There's so much happening face to face. Yeah. And um, this year they're in their first week of school. Maybe it's their second, second week of school right now. And it's the no mass and their behavior and their attitude and their outlook. And every parent's like, oh my gosh, my kids are so happy. Yeah. Because they haven't seen faces in over a year. Yeah. They're getting to be with their friends. They're not being forced to sit one person or two people at a table. Yeah. Like, I mean, like for lunch, like yeah. you're like ghost town. Like you're in prison. It, it, there you go. That's better. <laughs> Prison's better in ghost town. Better analogy. Yeah. All right. I'm texting you the link to schedule for brotherhood of fatherhood too. Cool. If I, um, if I, okay, there it is. Um, can I Dropbox you these files? Cause they'll be large. Is that, is that works for you? What, what's, what's a good email for you? Um, what's, need, what's the easiest one? I have so many <laughs> Scott, Scott at VAs for gyms. Okay. Um, Scott at V a so V a S yep. for gyms. Gotcha. I went, I went to email you the, the Zoom link today. And the last one I had was Scott at levelmethod.com. Like, oh, he probably doesn't check that one. No, I, they, they removed me pretty freak, pretty, pretty rapidly from that. <laughs> Did that not end well? Oh, and then fine. Oh, okay. uh, oh, so I chose to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the owner, oh my God, I, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, without you don't have to either. Okay. One, one of the owners literally told me that um, I built the business on the back of Level Method and that I hired people for Level Method to build my business, which was like way far from the truth. And then he said, if you want to continue working for us, you need to give us a percentage of your business. And I'm Wait, like- You built which, which business? VAs for gyms. The VAs for gyms. Oh, yeah. So I, my first response was, I have two people in VAs for gyms that are clients that are also for level method. Guess what? They came on as clients for VAs for gyms and I sold them on level method. So you got it backwards. And number two, you had nothing to do with this business. I did not build it. They, he's, he's told people that I built it off of level method. I'm like, it has nothing to do with it. And so they basically said, you either, you either publicly tell us that you use level method to build this and you give us a percentage of your company or we will fire you. I'm like, <laughs> let me think about that. No, I'm leaving. I was making more money doing VAs for gyms at that time. I'm like, no, like you're not going to strong army. You're not going to make me lie. So what I found out later is they told the entire team that I built this on the back of level method. And so I I've had conversations with those people. They were very awkward. And I'm just like, you're just going to have to go with what you know about me. That's all. Huh. Yeah. This and, and one owner was protecting the other owner because he was just being really weird, really, huh. really crazy. So, um, but I still talk with them. I've eaten dinner with them. 
Um, I've moved past it. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm happy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Nathan's going to, Nathan's going to be on the podcast. Um, the stories that sell podcasts, he's got a great story. So, yeah. 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 So I respect them. I just, I think there was, um, just so you know, there was some massive stress on that one owner's, uh, he was just not, he was having some COVID and all the other things, all the things going on. It's just some, um, a little bit of mental, mental health issues. Oh, let's, let's just blame it on that. Yeah. (laughs) So I think, you know, me well enough. I wouldn't steal. I wouldn't, I hope you do. It's just way outside of my moral standing and how I operate. So it was, it was the right timing, man. Cause yeah. I was able to kind of unplug from that and put all, all the time I was doing into, into VAs for gyms. And, you know, Josh, my, my, uh, the co-owner quit his job and we're both, you know, just doing our best to serve gym yeah. owners the way we know best. So yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, and I love their product. You're still using it, right? We are. Yeah. It's a great product. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And if it, fits your, if it fits your mold, it's really yeah. good. Well, and honestly, Scott, we just kind of half-ass it too. Like, I love the programming. I love, the, I love the thing. Our, we have a slightly older pop. I shouldn't say older. It's not like we're antiques, but we're like, we're all like me. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you have a good population. Like, like if if I wanted to try to, like, I I did really good at that snatch test. I got whatever it was, twenty per minute for all ten minutes. My hands were bleeding Dang. at the end. Blah blah yeah. blah. Like. There aren't many things I'm good at in this world. Kettlebell snatching is like one of them. Um, one of the two things I'm good at. Um, Cause it's not homeschooling. That's not the other thing, but the, like, if I wanted to get 22, like what I would have to go, like, would it, like, I don't really want to get 22 per minute. I'm really good with, with that. Yeah. And even if I'm a little off my A game right now, which I probably am to do 16 or 18 a minute, I'm still fine with that. Like, so I don't know. We, we don't do a whole lot of the, I don't know, the, award stuff and the, the power of moments. I read, I get it. And if I was 22, I think it'd be a thing maybe, but I no. Hey, you did good. High five. Good job. It's just a structure. They, they kind of yeah. over, they, they really want gyms to be so ingrained, which is smart business-wise. They want to be so ingrained in their, in their culture yeah. that they can't give it up, which is, yeah. and that's, I work really hard to help in that. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, it's just, it's very, very sticky that way, but there, I think the majority of them don't. Hmm majority of level method gyms operate like you like it's a great tool for us it's awesome yeah well they, they just came out with a um like thing within the back end of whatever where you can like see the health of your gym and so you can see the average belt you know or whatever color and you can see you know who's been logging and da, 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 da. and then they gave you a grade based off of like how often people are logging in or, you know logging stuff and and what percent of your gym has logged recently and da, da, da. and we f f f <laughs> <laughs> they showed you like i can see having internal grades so you know like oh yeah well no it's it, that's it. that's all this i'm the only one that sees it so i know but i'm surprised even gym owners see it. that's a little I, weird uh, I, I think it's motivation for us yeah. to be like well okay we're at a c maybe we can get to a b if we, we get right. everyone to you know log it next well, i don't freaking care no. <laughs> i just love their product i love that we can scale like it's beautiful programming and there's a big ass map that, that that's really all i need and i'm a happy guy there's a whole conversation around this. Like, why are we doing so much? Why don't we just deliver this thing yeah. and, and like deliver it to a lot of gyms? Yeah. But it's, it, you know, Hey, that's how they want to build their business. It's great. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, it it works. It works for us. I mean, because back in the day, you just have like two options or one option and scale it, or or we went to three options at one. Really fallible system. Yeah, really and it, it really and you just had you just had goofy way. I just love how Nathan scales things. He he doesn't just doesn't scale. You know, adjust the movement. It's you know. No, it's. Ring rows are different than pull-ups. They're not the same thing. So if you're going to do, you know, if you're subbing 10 pull-ups, you don't do 10 ring rows. Like it's, they're not comparable, but there's a lot of brilliance in there. It is really good. Really? is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We had him on the podcast and holy, I mean, as you can imagine, he's all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. He's using his hands. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He'll be, uh, (laughs) he's a good guy. He's, he's a little weird, but he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cool. I will. I'll close this up. I'll save some things and I'll, I'll shoot this, this stuff over to you, Scott. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You very much, Adam. Have a good one, man. Awesome, bud. We'll see you. Talk soon. Yes. Thank you for listening to the brotherhood of fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, the brotherhood of fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from the Brotherhood of Fatherhood.